Welcome to another edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Bubba, I would call this one highly anticipated. Yes, Rick, highly I am looking forward to today's podcast. David Pilatus has been with us before. You out in the Rick and Bubba audience responded in a huge way. You're familiar with the extremely successful series, Missing 411. The new movie is out. It is available to you. You can get it on all kinds of services. But this one deals with a topic that comes up on the show quite often. Missing 411, the UFO connection. And David Pilatus joins us now. David, welcome back. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. It's it's an honor to be here. And, and David, for people who, let's just catch them up right quick. You're a former uh, homicide detective turned investigative journalist. You started looking into people who went missing. You've done a special on kids. You've done one on hunters. And this one, the others, you kind of leave the uh, the door open. You present the facts. But on this one, you're drawing some conclusions. Tell us about your idea going into this production. So on this one, we uh, started off on a roadmap to film a specific set of cases. And a lot of people don't understand that documentaries don't often stick to the storyline. They kind of meander wherever the evidence will take us. And on this one, we were stunned. Uh, we got into a story about some uh, people working for a large lumber company in Washington that were on a hillside, saw a UFO fly up a valley, fly over an elk, and pick the elk up and take it away. And this is in front of like 15 people that are planting trees on a hillside. And that led us to a story about chronic wasting disease uh, in relationship to caribou, deer, elk, moose. Uh, and that led us to far southeastern Wyoming and a series of hunters in an area where chronic wasting disease started in the United States. And for people who don't know, CWD yeah. is the biggest wildlife disaster that we're seeing in our lifetime. It's a huge issue. Yeah, there's no doubt we, we struggle with it here. So when you start talking about UFOs, and, and, and I've seen the movie, Bubba's seen the movie, you, you focus on these elk hunters and uh, you, we're not going to do the whole movie here, but you, you talked with these workers that saw this first craft pick up this elk. There's a language barrier. Uh, you bring someone in to interpret to be sure you understand what they're saying. And they seemed, by all accounts, to be credible, right? So there was a series of people that worked for the company that interviewed these workers first. They wanted to get to the bottom of it. So they called in MUFON, Mutual UFO Network. They brought in a series of investigators, bilingual and normal. They said that the people were ultra credible. The stories throughout the 15 were just like they were saying it verbatim to each other. They were interviewed individually. Um, and then they went out and they believed that they found the elk that was taken. And subsequent to that, the person who was the manager of that facility where this elk incident happened told the MUFON investigators that they have had issues with chronic wasting disease per the Washington Fish and Game. And oddly, if they were having issues with chronic wasting disease, is there some sort of monitoring 
that's being done on our food sources by something, someone, somewhere. And that led us to the locations in Idaho and Southeast Wyoming where chronic wasting disease really got its start. Yeah, when you were drawing that line, I started thinking, you know, I never, I've never really thought about that, but I was shocked that these workers, they were down to the color of the craft, even the, the, even the stripe had a, it, it, you know, looked different than the rest of the, the craft, and it didn't seem to be overly large, but yet it could pick up something as large as a female elk, a cow, um, with very little problem and without anything they could see lifting it, right? This is one of the things that uh, struck the men as bizarre is that the craft was so small, like only maybe seven feet across, and it picked up something so large. And one of the questions that they posed for the witnesses is, you know, what did the cable look like between the craft and the uh, animal? And they said, oh, no, no, there was no cable. There was no meaningful way for it to pick it up that they could see. And David, if I understood it correct in the movie, these workers refused to go back to that area to work. So one of the things the investigators asked them is, um, how, many, how long have you been working in this area? Have you gone back? No, they won't go back. And uh, what were your concerns? And they said the concerns were is that would it pick me up and right. take us away? Yeah, I, I had to chuckle watching the movie when they had a detail that it seemed to bump into one of the trees trying to maneuver. And I thought, so y'all come all this way, you've got all this technology, and you still hit a pine tree. <laughs> well, you know, and uh, we've all done it. But right? they did. They did talk about that. There was those kind of t- details that it seemed to bump into one of the trees, and then, and, and then, uh, and then kind of move on, and then and and head down the valley. So this brought you to the area, but then this gets you into you know the missing four one one you start investigating missing hunters or hikers for because uh, one guy was really more tied to hiking than uh, than just hunting and and there's there's something that and I know it has to have this to draw you to it David these these criteria you got to have but just about every time that we're that you go into these these kinds of of areas these people that are missing seem to be experts and, and that, that, that kind of is intriguing in the very beginning, that the people who know them can't believe that they just got lost. That's true. And if I could just take a step back for a second, when we talk about the elk, yeah, one thing that, that immediately struck us about that is that if they're picking up the elk, and let's say you were tracking the animal, yeah. then it would appear as though the tracks bluntly stopped. And there was no further way for the animal to get out of the area. It either went up, it went down, or it disappeared. And that's exactly what happens in the missing 411 cases. Mm. There's a lack of tracks. They put scent dogs on the person, and they'll either walk in circles and lay down, or they'll walk down the trail a certain distance and stop, Mm. as though the, the scent completely went away. And when we were on the elk story, it's like we had an epiphany and said, well, what if this is happening to people? Yeah. David, you, you follow up with a gentleman who said he was abducted, um, happened back in the seventies. And I can't recall his name right off the top of my head, but he was so emotional in the interview, even though he's in his seventies now, uh, you can plainly see that something traumatic happened to him. Um, even if you don't believe what he says, 
he believes it or he experienced something that he's still dealing with even today. So he was 91 years old when we interviewed him and he's since passed away. Wow. Uh, Carl was a great guy and he was one of the few abductees or people who claimed abduction where, where there was ever physical evidence associated with the disappearance. Right. In Carl's case, he had tuberculosis scars on his lungs, and he had them for years. And when he was found, he was taken to the hospital and held there for a couple of days. They did a complete physical on him. His doctor came in and said, Carl, this is a miracle. You don't have your tuberculosis scars anymore. Unbelievable. And Carl said, wow, that's strange. Because when he was on the craft, these individuals told him to walk behind this panel. And he said, it must have been some kind of x-ray panel or something like that. And when he got done with the panel, these entities told him, no, you're nobody that we need. We're going to send you back. And those, the words, send you back, we don't need you, were important to us. And when I asked Carl, what do you think they meant by that? Yeah. Carl's response was, I think it's because I had a vasectomy. <laughs> and I said, so is the implication that if you didn't have the vasectomy, you weren't coming back? And he kind of giggled and said, I think so. Wow. All right, let's come yeah, back. We don't talk more yeah, about We got to continue yeah. that. When Rick and Bubba University, the podcast continues. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. Watch more at blazetv.com slash Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. All right, let's talk about life insurance. Who wants it simplistic? Yes. I, I want to know that. Check if, that box. Yeah, if I die before my loved ones, are they going to be compensated? Yes or no? And then you need ladder. Ladder is the simplest way to get life insurance. We love it. Ladderlife.com slash Bubba. Find out if you're instantly approved. If you are going for $3 million in coverage or less, there'll be no doctors, there'll be no deedles, there'll be no paperwork. Answer a few questions about your health in an application, and you'll find out if you're instantly approved. Completely 100% digital. And the policies are issued by insurers with long-proven histories of paying claims. And, and look, Bubba and I can speak to this. The older you get, the more life insurance is going to cost. Yep. So now's the time to cross it off your list as simply as you can possibly do it. Ladderlife.com slash Bubba, L-A-D-D-E-R-Life.com slash Bubba. David Pilatus is our guest, Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, the new movie, Missing 411, the UFO connection. David, we're, we're talking about Carl and his abduction story um, that he was still very emotional talking about it, even though it happened back in the 70s. And you mentioned the TB scars on his lungs. Now, just so we set the record straight, those don't go away. You have those for, forever, correct? Correct. But he has went away after he was abducted and was carried to the hospital to be checked out by his doctor. And as they did a complete physical on him, the doctor says, hey, the scars are gone. Correct. And, and to set it up a bit, Carl was uh, hunting elk in southeast Wyoming, and he lined up on three elk that were standing short distance from him, fires his rifle, 
And he says, Dave, it's like my bullet came out of my gun in slow motion. Oh, my goodness. It went out a short distance, maybe 10 feet, and I could see it hit something and fall to the ground. He said, I couldn't believe what I just saw. I walked over, picked up my bullet, and put it in my pocket. And at that time, some entity in human form came over to him and threw him a packet of what he thought might be vitamins and told him, hey, you need to take these. I know it's crazy. And I said, Carl, that's, that's odd that you would take some. He goes, I know, <laughs> but I took them. And he said, a short time later, I'm on the craft, and the three elk that I lined up on are on the craft with me. And they're still not moving. It's like they were frozen in time. And then he's taken, and he goes behind the screen, et cetera. So there's, in so many abduction cases, you don't have physical evidence. You have a story. You may have circumstantial evidence, uh, behavioral evidence. But in this case, you have a man who has been cured, for lack of a better term, of TB scars on his lungs. And he also had the bullet that had been flattened out. And that, that bullet was recovered. Do we still have that, David? Do we know where it is? The bullet was recovered. It was reviewed by the Wyoming Department of Fish and Game and the state of Wyoming Ballistics Department. And they said that it hit something, but it hit something very unusual because it didn't mushroom like it would hit a piece of steel or some concrete. And they couldn't understand what it hit to make it form in the manner it was. So this happened way back in, you know, 60s. So... I don't know where the bullet is now, and either did Carl, because he thought he gave it to them to, to work on. But when Carl was found, uh, search and rescue was looking for him because he was reported as a missing person by his wife when he didn't show up on time. They went out, they searched for him. They ended up finding him. He exhibited bizarre behavior. He was looking in the sky saying, hey, where's my elk? Where's my elk? What'd you do with them? Again, taken to a hospital, and they find these issues. Uh, Carl was later given three different polygraph tests over his life, passed every one. He was interviewed by the chief psychologist for the University of Wyoming, who said he believed that Carl was telling the truth as he knew it. Right. Meaning, I can't validate what happened, but Carl actually believes 100% about what he says. But it was unusual that there were two pieces of physical evidence with this abduction that a lot of times that's missing, uh, which to me may, means that it's even more believable, right? Definitely. And, and one thing we couldn't get in the movie because our distributor gives us a certain amount of time for the documentary, and we wrestled with this, but Carl's truck that he drove out to the scene wasn't found where he parked it. It was found in the middle of a muddy swamp with no tire tracks going into it. They couldn't figure out how the truck got there, and it took a day to get the truck back out because it was so deep in the wilderness and in a location where you normally wouldn't have driven it. So that's another piece of physical evidence. So, David, you realize what we're saying here. I mean, and, and I know that when – and that's the thing I kept thinking watching the movie. And, and, and over the years, we have not had the investigative expertise that you have by any stretch, but we've been at this a long time. So through over the years, we've had your – I was abducted callers. I saw something callers. I encountered Bigfoot. I had this. 
and and I, and it sounds like and you guys pick the ones that that we always find in these categories those that are obviously not telling the truth they just want attention then you have those that um, uh, that are are telling you something happened to them but it, it's explainable but then there's this third category which this movie focuses on I don't know what happened to Carl but something did and we've interviewed those types of people. I don't know if they truly were taken onto a craft by alien beings from another planet, but they're not lying about their their experience. You've been at this to a degree that we never have. Your whole world was trying to identify people who are telling the truth and who are lying. Did you find him credible? So 100% honesty, guys. I've been a MUFON investigator for 20 years, police officer for 20 years. And by the way, I was never a homicide investigator, like you guys said at the beginning, but I was a detective. Right. And I've gone to umpteen dozen classes to um, understand people's behavior when they lie versus when they tell the truth, mannerisms, eye movement, et cetera. Carl's one of those people, God rest his soul. Yeah that I believe he was 100% honest. Um, One thing I really try to do in all my documentaries is lead with facts. And I wouldn't even have put in an abduction story if there wasn't physical evidence associated with it. Now, you take Carl's story about where he was hunting in the Medicine Bow National Forest in Southeast Wyoming. And not long before we filmed this, there was a hunting guide that was also elk hunting in the Medicine Bow National Forest. And uh, he had guided for many people, hundreds of people in the past. And he went out on his own. And he came back and he told his girlfriend, he goes, hey, something strange happened today. Because I was walking in from the woods and a UFO follows me in to my car. And the girlfriend is shook. She, she's talking to us on camera. And the way that evolved was the next time the guy goes hunting, he disappears. Mm. And he was the most recent disappearance in that area. So I track her down while we're in Rollins, Wyoming. She doesn't even know who I am. I don't give her a name. I just said, hey, there's a crew there that wants to interview you about your missing boyfriend and hunters. She comes in and in the middle of the interview, after she's in the seat for maybe 40 minutes, I asked her a very general question. I said, has anything unusual ever happened to you? You were your boyfriend while you were in the woods. Mm. And she goes, what do you mean unusual? You know, just unusual. And she goes, you know, just before he disappeared, he said he was walking in from the woods and this UFO followed him as he walked back. I couldn't believe it. Right. The, these things, we're going to come back and we'll finish. I mean, we got more, so much more to cover. David Pilatus is our guest. Missing 411, the UFO Connection, is the movie. When Rick and Bubba University, the podcast continues. So let's talk about Patriot Mobile. Uh, a lot of you out there have had it. You're done with supporting companies that rake in, in hundreds of millions, sometimes billions of dollars while trashing the country, uh, the very country that has designed the setup that makes their success possible. And until recently, you had to take it. But companies like Patriot Mobile are building a whole new economy, one that embraces the values that actually made America the greatest country on earth. So you don't have to give up quality. 
Patriot Mobile is the only Christian conservative wireless provider. They're offering dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks, so you get the best possible service in the area. Plus, they offer coverage a coverage guarantee that goes with it. If you're not happy with the coverage, you can switch to a different network for free without changing carriers. You don't have to give money to companies when it comes to your mobile service that you don't support. Go to PatriotMobile.com now slash Rick Bubba or call them right now at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. You do have a choice. David Pilatus is our guest. Missing 411, the UFO connection, is the movie. And um, if and when you need to see it because no matter where you are on this, and I am a skeptic. I mean, I'm not saying I'm skeptical that people – Right. Something's happened to these people, but it's just so hard for me to get on board with there's alien beings with alien craft picking up livestock, picking up people, studying them for whatever reason. But, but, I, but these watching this, these people are credible. And then of course, some of these missing people, um, you talked about how long you've been doing this, David, you would find things that usually would mean we're about to find this person. Um, I mean, here's, here, you know, here's their backpack. Here's the weapons they had with them. Here's all. And, 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 and nothing comes up. You talked about the dogs. They, they don't find any trail. They, it, it seems to end. And, and one of the things that this movie takes on is not all people, but some people, the possibility of UFO abduction is, is a real possibility. No matter what that means, does that mean, are you open to David? This could be in the spiritual realm, not not the um, extraterrestrial realm. Guys, that's outside my pay grade. Sure. <laughs> I uh, I like to keep an open mind on all of it, right. uh, and I'm not. People have said, "Oh, he's saying aliens took him." No, I haven't said anything. Right. I presented you guys a series of stories. I'll let you come to your conclusion about what you want to believe. Um, I think that there's certain facts here that are mind boggling. Now, in our research of this area where this happened, there are a series of hunters that we identified by, by name, by date of location, when they disappeared. And guys, every one of these hunters is German. What? Everyone is German. Now, there isn't a German community there and several of the hunters traveled from many states to get to this area to hunt. So it's not as though they live in the area and, oh, yeah, it's a, a German enclave of people. No. For some reason, all of the hunters who disappeared, including Carl, were German. Well, that is a strange coincidence. Uh, l- let, me, let me ask you this. What in the world? I want to, there's two, really two questions, but I, I want to go back to Carl again. Carl had a conversation, either verbally or telepathically, with this creature, this alien that that took him. Were there other things that they discussed about maybe where they were from or where he was going or anything? I know you touched on some of that in the movie, and I don't. I, I'm gonna let you be open to how how much you want to talk about, but other discussions that went on that might give us some idea of where they're from or how this is happening. Right. Good questions. Um, 
one of the things they discussed was why are they taking the elk? Yeah. And Carl said, you know, those are my elk. I, I was going to shoot one. Come on. And the entity said, well, we come by earth every once in a while and we pick up some samples and we take them back with us. And where us is, that's a million dollar question. And it was never explained adequately to Carl. Okay. But when he was on the craft, he said he could look out and see either a screen or a window and see him rapidly moving away from earth with planets going by in very fast motion. And he goes, I don't know where they were, Dave, but wherever we were, there were other people there that were dressed in clothing that would think you were on earth at times. And he said, then there were other entities that were dressed like space people that he would say. When he says space people, did he give any more details on that? Does that mean stuff like we would associate with some of these, you know, the little grays or uh, did he did he expand on that? But he, he clearly said some of them were presenting themselves like you might not recognize them as out of the ordinary on Earth, right? Definitely out of the ordinary. When he uh, was in the hospital, he actually drew a sketch of this entity that walked up to him. And it would remind you of a human body uh, figure uh, with wearing almost like a neoprene wetsuit, uh, having strange sort of hair, but basically it would look human. Um, in conversations I've had with other investigators since who have seen the picture, they, the general consensus was that some, many of them believed it was some type of drone. It wasn't a real entity alive, but it was a drone placed here on Earth to grab people. So I don't know. That's what I'd say. David, to kind of rephrase what Rick asked you a minute ago, just based on the things you're seeing and hearing, would you think that, that this, uh, this alien would be someone that is in just a, a, a very advanced civilization that could travel vast distances very fast? Or would you think they might be more interdimensional? In other words, they could escape space-time and appear here and there in different places. So, guys, I, I hate to put a plug in, but I'm going to have to do Go it ahead. here. And I, I know the audience <laughs> doesn't like it. But our online store is NA, like North America, BigfootSearch.com. You can buy the DVD and Blu-ray there. And in the extra section of the Blu-ray and the DVD, there's an interview I did at our premiere for this movie. And in the movie, there's a retired FBI agent. And he was the person that did the real X-Files investigations. And the first year of the X-Files is based on his case files. And in the movie, we talked about how this could be happening, how people could all of a sudden disappear when they're walking a trail, how something like Carl's could have happened. And he explained that part of the investigations that he's done over his life had to do with multi-dimensions and portals. Mm -hmm. He said, Dave, they're 100% real. And he says, it's hard to get people to understand this or to believe it. And we had this long discussion. And again, it's, it didn't fit in the movie. Uh, there's a very short section of me interviewing him about the specifics of the movie. But there's like a 40-minute interview of him on this extra section. And John explained 
that a lot of beliefs we have in the world are experiential, meaning we have to experience it to believe it. I have to see Bigfoot to believe it. I have to see a UFO to understand and really believe it. But he said, in your investigations, Dave, you've written about hundreds of kids who their parents said they were right next to him on the trail. Right. The parents turn their back and they turn around again and the kid's gone. In real life, no kid could disappear that fast. And he said portals can be directed. Uh, How many dimensions there are in the universe, we don't know. Well, there's a show I did for the History Channel, a two-hour special called Vanished. You can watch it on Amazon. Oh, yeah. And in Vanish, they sent me up to the University of Wisconsin, and I interviewed a physicist named John Brandenburg. And John is a contract physicist for NASA. And he said, Dave, every month, eight of the best physicists in the world get together, and we talk about portals and multidimensions. And he says, 100% they're real. He said, people don't want to believe it because it's scary. And he said, now I want you to understand this. In your research... An adult or a child turns their back and they turn back again and all of a sudden people are missing. And nobody sees it, right? I said, correct. And he says, so there has to be some intelligence behind the use of that portal. When there's separation on the trail, when two hunters separate to go around each side of a mountain, when a parent turns their back on a child, that's when this happens. You don't see it happening indiscriminately when people are walking down the street in New York City and somebody right in front of them disappears. And he goes, that's why there's intellect involved in this. We'll come back. Dave Pilatus is our guest when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, continues. Bubba, we love Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Go there now. These are products designed for men. And uh, you know what? You may not want to admit you need one, but we do, especially those of us getting a little older. They've got the brand new Weed Whacker 2.0. Yes, I'm talking about sometimes, you know, now hair starting to grow from all kinds of places in our ears and hanging out our nose. And you, you want to be able to keep yourself, uh, you know, you want to be presentable. And this Weed Whacker 2.0 is fantastic. And, uh, and if you haven't gotten it yet, uh, it, it's part of the new beard line. And someone being someone who, who wears a beard, I love these products. Um, I love the beard shampoo and conditioner, the beard oil, the beard balm. My wife loves it because it keeps the, uh, the beard soft. And, of course, they've got the new Beard Hedger uh, that keeps you can groom it so much easier with these products. You're going to love the Beard Hedger Pro Kit and the new Weed Whacker 2.0. Get yours now at 20% off and free shipping with our code Bubba20 at Manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. Use the promo code Bubba20. Here we are in Rick and Bubba University. We're talking with David Pilatus. The new movie is Missing 411, The UFO Connection. So, David, again, we're, we're telling people about the movie. It has been out. It is available. You can get it. But we, we don't want to give away the whole movie, but a lot of our questions are prompted from us actually seeing the movie. Do, do you believe in some of these cases? You know, you, you have cases where you got Carl. I mean, they – they decided he wasn't a keeper. And then you've got the elk and you've got the workers and you've got the guys that are out on hunting trips and the guys who are out camping and they all come out and see, you know, this craft and they go, we can't hear anything running. Does it seem like when, when people are talking, 
that there's a lot of similarities. And one of the things I notice is that these craft don't seem to make any sort of noise of any kind. Very strange, guys. Very strange. Interviewed uh, a series of hunters who were backed up into a canyon in Idaho, elk hunting. Again, these are all elk hunters, just by coincidence. And lifelong friends, relatives, and they're in this trailer. One guy comes out of the trailer in the middle of the night and is walking over to his truck, steps onto his truck to get into his bed to get something out. And he just feels something's above him. And as he's getting down, he glances up and right above the tree line at about 80 feet is this giant triangular craft just sitting there motionless. And uh, you can see our movie poster online. And that is from this scene by these hunters. And he screams and a bunch of his buddies come out of the trailer. They all view it. We interviewed him and his friend. And uh, very consistent story. In fact, if you look at a craft, there supposedly is an experimental craft owned by the U.S. called a TR-3B. TR-3B. It looks identical to what these guys described. And again, they go back inside their trailer and they drew what they saw. And one of the guys was so upset. I mean, he'd been a hunter for his whole life, 35 years. He goes, I couldn't stay on that mountain, Dave. There's no way. I left. Mm. And uh, never gone back to that site. None of them have. And uh, their testimony, their rendition of what happened, I think was really compelling. David, you've investigated so many of these. I mean, can you sleep at night? Because <laughs> it, it's disturbing after you watch your documentary. Uh, I mean, it's it's pretty tough to deal with some of that. You know, uh, people ask me all the time, well, I guess you don't go hiking in the woods. And, uh, <laughs> guys, my solace in life is being in the woods. Yeah. And uh, I personally, I love fishing, so I like to go out and find the most remote stream creek and just me and nature and the fish and uh and a big gun yeah <laughs> and uh since i live in montana i've got to have a big gun because yes. we got big bears up yes. here but uh no it's uh i don't think about it i, I can block it out yeah, I told Bubba it was funny. I watched um, the I'd watched part of the movie, then watched the rest of it yesterday, prep, prepping for this interview. And I was actually at our our farm, and I'm sitting there watching this, and I'm inside you know the camp house, and I'm watching it, and I'm watching it, and I'm about to go out and put out cameras and stuff out in the woods. And I told Bubba, all of a sudden, I'm thinking to myself, what am I doing? Why, <laughs> why in the world am I watching this right before right. I'm going out into the woods? Uh, and, uh, but you're right. I mean, we can't live our lives, uh, being terrified of going into the woods. There's too much good that comes from going into the woods. If you go out prepared and, and, um, but, uh, but I think one of the things that, uh, that a lot of people watching this, you know, it, it, you, we just want to know, and I know you don't have those answers. You don't pretend to have those answers. You're just trying to get this information and, um, you know, is there, is there some, and we'll come back and, and finish up the podcast with this. We come back, I'm going to ask you this question. You can prep for it. Is there a scenario that these things are not from another world? They're actually stuff we're working on, but our own government is, is hiding it from us. And we'll talk about that possibility when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast continues. So we're talking about the outdoors. 
you know, and if you want to breathe some life into your own backyard, you need to go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Spring is coming. From shade to fresh fruit to privacy, natural beauty, let FastGrowingTrees.com help you plant your dream garden with their expert advice and fast, reliable shipping. Now, you're going to love their shipping. With Fast Growing Trees, here's what they say, 30-day alive and thrive guarantee. You know everything's going to look great, and it's going to be fresh as soon as you get it out of the box. And you know what? Sometimes it's hard to know which plants do the best where you live. That's no problem. Uh, the FastGrowingTrees.com, you can customize all their recommendations based on where you live and those specific needs, and that does matter. Okay, so use their expertise. So join over 1.5 million happy Fast Growing Trees customers. Go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash Bubba now to get 15% off the entire order. 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash Bubba. David Pilatus is our guest. So before we took that break, is it possible that these things aren't from another galaxy? They're not from another dimension can some of this be stuff that our government or other countries have developed? Is that is that possible? So twice a week, I post a YouTube. It's about an hour long that involves three missing cases mm-hmm. that fit uh, the profile points that we've developed over 10 years of research. And on that channel, the Can-Am Missing Project, like Canadian-American Can-Am Missing Project, to YouTube. You can go on there and you can watch one of the other interviews I did with this FBI agent Mm -hmm. where he talks about what you're saying right here. And I think it's, it's quite a conundrum because there's a lot of people that are saying, well, we're spreading misinformation. Uh, There's other people saying that this is some kind of psychops that our government is doing to make us believe a certain way. But something happened to Carl on this that I think is intriguing. And that is, is that he's on this craft. And then all of a sudden he's behind the the big shield and they say, this isn't, you're not what we need and we're going to send you back. And then he doesn't remember much else after that. But he wakes up falling onto the ground on this hillside, rolling down the hillside and injuring his shoulder. And guys, there is a huge epiphany to us. Mm. Here's why. There's a lot of people that have disappeared that have fallen, supposedly off cliffs, off sides of mountains, places they shouldn't have been. And it's just randomly written off as, oh, they just are stupid. They were in a bad area. They shouldn't have taken those risks. But these beings dropped Carl, injured his shoulder, on a small hillside far from where he disappeared. And it matches what happens to a lot of people if they were also dropped by these entities and they rolled and they fell off a cliff and died. Right. Yeah, that was my next question. Sometimes the bodies are found, uh, and and you're saying, well, there may be an explanation for that. I don't do you think that you know no way to know that are they even trying to land you safely but however they exit you it could be that some people Carl gets an injury the other guy or woman is killed Well there's from the movie I mean if you go to Amazon and you read the reviews which are pretty darn good yeah uh, a lot of comments are 
these entities didn't show a lot of respect for Carl after they were done with them. Right. Okay. It may tell you what the intention might be. Uh, David, intriguing movie, yeah. uh, documentary. No doubt. Uh, one of many that you've done. Uh, we have to ask you, what is next? What What are you working on now? What's coming down the pipeline? So a lot of people don't understand what are really a documentary. You think, oh, you go out for a few weeks, you film it, you go into post-production a couple more weeks and you're done. Actually, guys, this took three years. Wow. It's a very lengthy, super expensive proposition. And in this movie, every obstacle that could get thrown at me was was thrown and hit me square on. <laughs> I could think of three or four times that as a team, we sat down and said, I think that's it. We're just going to have to shelve it and forget it. Mm. And you can think of, you know, is there subconsciously something going on? Is there something in the world that's trying to get this not to come out? What is it? But in my little world, everything fell in on me on this. And it is a true miracle that it got out. Yeah, it's uh, so you're saying I can't tell you what's next because you probably need to take a breath. I I know people are probably pitching stuff to you guys all the time, but you're saying these are not projects to enter into lightly. Uh, It's a lot to think through and a lot to pull off, as you've just laid out. So since the movie came out, I have had people come at me with some great, great opportunities to make another film. And... This is the first movie I directed, and uh, I was heavily involved in the post-production and the editing part of it. And I can tell you that it's exhausting. And I think that I'll probably end up doing another one. And what that will be about is probably the million-dollar question. Uh, I, I have a tough time finding the facts to support another one along these lines that's as uh, concrete as these are. A lot of people are going to say, oh, you know, it's another UFO movie. Actually, this is the best UFO movie that's been rated that high in many, many years. So I'm very blessed by that. Well, I, I would I would say that because I'm, I'm, I'm a huge skeptic on all this, not, not because I, I want to be difficult. It's because I'm just, you know, I want it to be done well. And I will agree. Uh, with those reviews because some of them you you watch and it almost comes across as kind of campy and silly and 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 there's not a lot of concrete evidence there's a lot of speculation and you can tell they're trying to grandstand a little bit you know to intrigue us Uh, this felt to me like a serious attempt to investigate these cases and interview carl especially and and get to the bottom of it, and and I would agree if you if if you're put off by here we go on this UFO thing again, I would encourage you to watch it because it's not like any you've ever seen. I would yeah, I would that. agree. Well, thanks guys, I appreciate that. Well, thank you for taking time to be with us, David. Every time you're on, the audience uh, loves it. If you want to do something not quite as encompassing, maybe you could just do Rick and Bubba the documentary. 
You know, you just, you just, you just, <laughs> would have to go missing for him to do that. Yeah, and you, well, but yeah. we'd be easy to find. Just go to the meet and three, and it would be over quick. But you know, we, we'll take you around, and, and we'll, we'll t- talk to you about all the different legends of, of our part of the world. And uh, But, David, you always make time for this show, and, uh, and, and I want you to know that that's appreciated because I know there's a lot of demands on you. Again, the movie is Missing 411, The UFO Connection. Now, I know it's pretty much available on all the different platforms. Is there one you want to direct anybody to? particularly david you know amazon itunes vimeo if you want the dvd or the blu-ray you can buy it only from our store in a bigfootsearch.com go to the online store but amazon itunes vimeo that just about covers it well thank you again david pilatus for taking time to be with us and thanks to all of you for watching this edition of rick and bubba university the podcast This is the Rick and Bubba Show. Watch more at blazetv.com slash Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.